0: Hi, this is Karen Rowland, founder of Hush Providence. Welcome to my new weekly well-being podcast, Real People, Real Conversations, Real Life. We'll be talking about all things relating to the human experience. What makes up a life? What creates joy and happiness? What makes humans the same or different? How do we care for ourselves and each other? We'll even try to answer the five W's of well-being. Who? Who? what, when, where, and why, and how this all fits together. A little ambitious, maybe, but join us as we connect with local topic experts, peers, mentors, and healers. Welcome to Hush Providence, a well-being podcast. I'm excited to introduce Lori McCarthy to the episode today. Welcome, Lori.
1: Thank you. So wonderful to be here. Thank you for having me and us.
0: Welcome, um, to Hush Providence. And I know that you're the executive director and partner at Heron Wellness in Seekonk, Mass. You're a licensed alcohol and drug counselor, Mm -hmm. certified Arise Family Interventionist, Mm -hmm. co-chair at Hingham Cares Substance Abuse Prevention Coalition, and you're celebrating 36 years of sobriety. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yes, it's a pleasure to be here. So, let's begin with having you share your personal journey to self-discovery and how you got to hiring wellness,
1: sure. Um, so just personally, I grew up um I grew up in Massachusetts. And when I was fifteen, my dad, my father, um, found Alcoholics Anonymous. And um any, you know, how the program works is he called a friend um, that he was struggling, didn't know anything really about alcoholism. Um, Even though he grew up in an alcoholic home, this was in 1976. And, uh, and he um, brought recovery into our home. Uh, He passed away um, a few years ago with 40 years of sobriety. But he just had so much compassion for people that are struggling and loved. Um, back then, you know, the only really recovery support was Alcoholics Anonymous. Since then, it, obviously, there's other support uh, programs out there. But um, so when I was young and struggling and um, found myself, you know, alcohol was definitely had changed for me in a way. My drinking was different. And. Um, it was way more often. It was becoming unmanageable, became unmanageable. There was a solution. And, uh, so I, um, you know, talked to my dad and, um, you know, lots of stories in between that, of, of course, but, uh, you know, found, um, found the joy of recovery as well. Um, and, you know, as other members of my family did also. So, uh, in, um, My husband and I, we moved back to Hingham, Massachusetts, which is where I'm from, and so is my husband. And we were raising our children, and, um, you know, I was a new mom, and I really shared very openly that I was in recovery. And and that sort of opened up people, uh, you know, wanting to know more about it, just in friend groups and school groups and i got really interested in working with families i realized that if somebody called and wanted to talk about like a struggle i really just loved that you know being there and and trying to um you know explore options and hope and um and then i decided to pursue it as as work and i went back to school and you know, did a practicum and got licensed. I worked in treatment for about six or seven years where I met Chris Heron, who, uh, the program I was in, um, he was very, uh, close with, um, the CEO there. And so I met him often at events. Um, he and his wife, Heather, and when, Um, our CEO retired. Uh, I ended up leaving, um, this place a few months later and, um, and Chris and Heather really wanted to open up a, like a, a program. Um, and that's
0: how I ended up at Heron wellness. Welcome to town. It is a beautiful, beautiful space. I grew up here, so I'm very familiar with it. Um, and we're happy to have you, um, as neighbors. So I know that, um, It opened in 2018 Mm -hmm. and Chris and his wife, Heather, Mm -hmm. um, you also have a Lincoln street property as well. Yes. Yes. Um, Chris just celebrated 15 years of sobriety. And for those that don't know, he was a former NBA player with the Boston Celtics. Mm -hmm. So maybe you could talk a little bit about the mission of Heron Wellness.
1: Absolutely. But the mission is really to provide uh, holistic services for men and women and, provide support for families at any, at any, with any kind of struggle. So it isn't just addiction Um, in Chris's, you know, uh, years of speaking across the country. And it really is more than, than just substances. It's anxiety and depression and, you know, mental health and struggle that he really wanted to, have a place where you didn't have to meet a criteria to be accepted. He does so much work in prevention with his speaking. And then um, people that are struggling, you know, he and we also believe why do you have to wait to hit bottom to get better? Um, where can you go in a residential program where you don't have to be at bottom to get in? that, um, you know, we can maybe help, um, help that, you know, that fork in the road or that path. So that is the mission, um, to help people restore a lot, your life, um, understand your relationship. Uh, if substances are involved, understand your relationship to substances and the why, and to provide support and um, empowerment to those that struggle at any age.
0: I love the, the whole approach and you're combining sort of Western medicine with lifestyle medicine and functional medicine and just getting to the why, like you said, is just so, so important. And some of the modalities that you're using too, um, maybe you could talk a little bit about that. As far as the, well, holistic,
1: um, some of the holistic services, acupuncture, massage therapy, yoga, um, mindfulness. Uh, we do a lot of breath work. Um, we have found that these services that we encourage all of our guests to to participate in, um, people get better quicker when they're participating in these. They feel better physically quicker. Um, emotionally, they're able to take in more. So that's a huge component on the holistic side. And then on the clinical side, we we uh, we have a very structured day. We We start with um, with a check-in group, uh, with a reading. We then have a process group. every week, we will pick a topic, a theme for the week. It can be it can be on um, we have we developed a curriculum um, that we believe really serves our our, you know, our guests and, and their families. And so we do a group on that. Then we do afternoon groups we introduce all all methods or models modalities of recovery um smart recovery refuge recovery aana Um, we also do parent group we do groups with men and women Um, and then in the evenings we we may go out to a recovery support meeting or we'll stay in and do another topic group and then at the end of the day, we have what's called wrap up and our wrap up group is um, we it's like the win of the day. What is your win today? Mm. Um, how we want to end the day on a positive note and the win can be anything. It can be a positive conversation with a family member. It can be an aha moment in a group. It can be, you know, a friendship that is, you um, you know a blooming uh with somebody here it, could, it it really is just anything that's
0: positive um
1: we want to we want to end the night on that
0: i know you've only been there since 2018 but do you have any stats that you can share so
1: we um we served over 600 guests um and uh and their families four week program um residential program most people stay between 50 and 80 days, I would say, would be the average. And so we have a, a fairly high recovery rate um, of 28% to 30%. We created and built a, a step down. Um, so that's a less intensive program. People are living in that Um that house and uh they can be working or going to school uh recovery based um just improving but not ready to maybe go home or transition to an apartment and that is about a 75 to 80 percent um you know success rate in in life improvement relationships improved school or work is improved um, all of these benchmarks for how was life before and how is it now? And are things better? And, um, and, you know, that includes the relapse rate. We like to, and we don't use these in our statistics, but as an organization, we, we really focus on if there is a relapse, how quickly, how quickly can we get the person restabilized? And we look at that. um, And so many of our, guests and families participate in our alumni program, that if something goes wrong with somebody or there is a relapse, um, we know about it fairly quickly and we're able to reach out and we're able to support the family. We're able to support the guest. We're able to uh, determine like what is the best, best um, environment for them and, um, The goal is that if there is a relapse, that it is as short as possible. So there are no new, you know, negative consequences. And that has been, you know, very, um, not only rewarding for us, but also just so helpful for the guests and the families that are, that, you know, love them because it's, uh, you know, it's it's scary. People that come in, their families are um, often just so nervous and afraid um, of where their loved one is at. Uh, out of like ideas for how to help, um, often lost at a, you know at a loss for how to help. And with community support, um, no one feels like they're alone anymore.
0: And now a shout-out to our sponsor, The Good Seed Market, 138 Central Avenue, Seekonk, Massachusetts. Started in 1989 by three friends with a goal of creating a neighborhood market offering simple, natural, organic products for a healthy lifestyle. Now a member of the Independent Natural Foods Retailer Association, our friends at The Good Seed are offering our listeners a 10% discount on their first purchase just by mentioning Hush Providence. The Good Seed Market, a place where ideas can grow. Yeah,
1: so I that's, think that's
0: that's definitely one of the things that struck me when I was going through your website was the the alumni group and mm-hmm. how impressive all of that was and some of the testimonials, some of the videos that you have up there. You know, recovery is contagious, safe, structured, loving environment. It felt like home, the community, um, and love. It just kind of was through all of the messaging, which was really, really amazing so congratulations on all of that because you know it's like you said the people that relapse or whatever they know that they can count on all these people around them to lift them up and it's one day at a time we all know that so congratulations on building that community
1: thank you um
0: i was also struck by the impact to the next generation Mm -hmm. could you share a little bit about the hingham school program
1: oh yes great um so when uh when we opened hair and wellness um the uh being involved in, in Hingham Cares, which is the prevention coalition in Hingham, we were always interested in like working with the schools. I became a resource in the town um, just as a way to give back as as this was before Hingham Cares became like an official prevention coalition. We really started out as like grassroots and how can we help in and, and all different sectors of the community came together in this effort, the superintendent of schools, was part of it. The chief of police was part of it. It was how can we provide support and what are some of the ideas? And the superintendent of schools in 10th grade, um, all 10th graders man, are mandated to do health class um, for a semester in 10th grade. So we said, you know, how cool would it be for us to come in and um, present to the 10th graders? And the health teacher who I'd known through, she was also in the coalition. You know, we talked for years about um, addiction and recovery, and what it what does it mean, and how do you look for it, and what prevention is, and um, what kids are faced with these days. And our first group went up in the spring that we opened, and um, I brought. We brought like a staff person, the trainer, we brought the personal trainer, and we, we brought some guests that um, were fairly not close in age to high school, but not too far out of high school. And they shared their story. And, um, and the week leading up to us being there, the health teacher plays unguarded, talks about Chris's story, shares about his foundation the harem project about his speaking and you know and they she introduces um mindfulness she introduces uh what is addiction so she does her own sort of build up to us coming and we introduce ourselves we put our names on the board and our numbers and they tell their story and then the 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 kids ask questions, and what has been so um, impactful is so many of our young adults that are here. You know their their journeys were. You know they were athletes in high school, or they were academics, or or not, or they grew up in you know alcoholic families. So they're able to identify with these young adults about. I grew up like that. Or I, you know, this is what happened to me. And the feedback, the health teacher then uh, followed it up with, um, tell us what you got out of this talk. And then she sent us all the responses. So since then we go up um, every semester and, um, and our, our, the people that speak when they have their phone times, they've, they've had people reach out and say, thank you so much for talking. Um, I have a friend who, what would you suggest? So it opened up this communication. Hingham Public Schools, they're very open to what can we do. Uh, We've also gone in and done, um, you know, I did a presentation with the eighth grade class in the spring um, for, uh, it was following a film called If We Had Known. Um, and did an answer question and answer. So it's uh, that's been a wonderful thing for not only our our guests love giving back and sharing that, um, but also with uh,
0: with the students um, in town. I recently watched the the powerful film The First Day with Chris. Um, I highly recommend it for anybody that's listening. And one of his quotes was, if we understand the beginning, we can help to change the ending. Yes. Very powerful. So maybe you could give a little advice. What parents, siblings, friends, what should they be looking for on the first day Mm -hmm. to help?
1: I think, um, you know, what one of my sons said when, when he saw the film and I asked him what struck him. And he said, when Chris said, high school is hard. Um, high school is really hard. And, um, and I think that we need to remember that uh, there's a lot of pressures that I certainly didn't grow up with that kids are growing up with today. Um, always being connected, always having kind of your stuff out there with social media, um, a lot of pressure for just all, all kinds of things. So I think parents can um always be aware of any kind of shift or change in um in struggle or isolation um you know things uh, their emotional well-being um you know it's not you know socially like chris talks a lot in the first day about um you know people were very focused on our kids um you know athletics and and academics but we don't spend a lot of time focusing on how they're doing socially and i think that that's a super important um aspect of of his film and
0: I think just and, open uh, communication to at, at any yeah. age yeah. and
1: modeling and really modeling and really um you know what is uh what are parents own relationship to to alcohol and drugs or marijuana and um what is the you know what are what are our kids learning from us with that? And you know, the scariest thing about addiction that Chris says that is one of my favorite things that he says is no one knows who has it. And just because of you know in an, an amazing environment, we we really have no idea how or why um, alcohol and drugs affect somebody differently.
0: Mm-hmm. So you're in the business of taking care of everyone else. How are you taking care of yourself? What is your self care routine? Great question. Um,
1: so I love. Uh, I'm. I'm an avid runner. I love running. Um, I had an injury this year that kept me out of that for about nine months. Um, and uh, and that then that becomes more like um, I want to run forever. So you know it's uh, sort of like playing the long game. Helps me get through the day to day of not running. But, um, you know, my family, I love being in my home. Um, I love being at home. Um, Great friends, beautiful family, extended family, uh, so important to me. Um, Running and uh, I love being outdoors, anything outdoors, swimming, um, you know, water skiing in the winter, it's snow skiing. So really nature and being outside is really therapeutic for me, um, but also just, uh, you know, living um, just contented life in recovery with um, my, you know, dear friends that are, I call them the vault, um, <laughs> so very close friends and, um, I, you know, just a healthy recovery life um, meetings. And that's, I know how to turn it down, um, you know, when to, you
0: know, kind of take some time. I wish you continued success with all of that. And I really, really appreciate you joining us today and sharing all of the insight and being part of the community and all of the impact that you're having. It's much appreciated. Thank you you so much. We love you so much.
1: Thanks for having us.
0: Thank you. And thank you to all of our listeners. And we'll see you next time. Thanks, Laurie. Thank you. Bye bye. Thank you so much for listening to Hush Providence, a well-being podcast. This would not be possible without the incredible help from Jamie Farinella and Stephanie Whitehead on branding and logo concept, John Papa's endless generosity, David Davignon and Austin Lynch for their skilled technical expertise, and of course, our amazing guests and all of you, our listeners. Until next time. Be well.